I was in Marble Falls at the cross country meet. That's oh, where I know yes. you from because <laughs> I watched you beat my kid. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 you ran really well. <laughs> and the, it was very uh, nerve wracking filming it because the director went up to me before and he was like, so guys, just to keep in mind, uh, 150 million people use Snapchat on a daily basis. No pressure. You can see I'm a little like uh, tense when doing it. The thing that struck me about that was that after every choir was done, all the kids in the audience would like leap out of their chairs and cheer for, for the other schools and that spoke a lot to the culture we have in the district. So is that yes. what you've experienced? It's it's very rare to have a, a district that's so supportive of, one, supportive of one another, especially with programs that are that can be very competitive at times. I could go back and tell my freshman self some of the things, you know, just like calm down. <laughs> kind of um, okay. I wish I could. To learn that Americans are really put on a pedestal. Like I was a superstar. And I was just, like, <laughs> like, girls would be like, talk for me, just say something. Because <laughs> I had an American accent. You hated that, I bet. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I... Like, oh, you go to you know, Cedar Park, okay, awesome. Like, what's your rank? Like, that was just like what everyone was yeah, using to true. figure out like what who you were. No matter who you're talking to. Um, because Leander ISD is enormous and there's lots of students with different conflicts that they're facing, not only in their programs but individually. There's also a lot of accomplishments uh, out of Leander ISD, which is something to be very proud of. So that's what I'm thankful for. Hello! Good evening, good afternoon, good morning, however, whenever you are listening, this is the Student Voice Podcast in Leander ISD. I am Chief Communications Officer Corey Ryan, and I'm so excited to bring you this edition of our podcast. I just got the opportunity to revisit this conversation between three Cedar Park High School seniors and our superintendent, Dr. Bruce Gearing. Um, we had the talk back in December in the CPHS library, and I'm just continue to be blown away by these three students. They are worldly, globally minded. They have experiences from all over, and it's not just about their experiences that were impressive to me. It was just how thoughtful they were. Um, you're gonna hear uh, one student talk about Tyrus Parker Pies, one of our students. He's gonna talk about living in Australia, and when he was in elementary school, you're going to hear Evan Vines talk about living in Taiwan. Um, he's also going to talk about his acting career and his Snapchat movie he was in. Carolyn Solorio is our third student. Um, she's going to talk about some of the tough choices she had to make as a student and making a decision to invest in a program called Model UN. And again, just the, um, the amount of experience and thoughtfulness these students bring, I, I'm just blown away. I want to be them when I grow up. Um, so I'm so excited to share their story with you here in the sixth episode of Leander ISD Student Voice Podcast. Enjoy the listen. Is Cedar Park High School? Okay. We're rolling. All right. So why don't you tell us your story? Uh, uh, my name is Tyrus Pye. I've lived in Cedar Park for I guess six years, but five years, um, like in that row, and I lived 
in uh, Cedar Park for a year, and then I went to Australia for five years. Yeah, so I lived, <laughs> I lived in Australia for five years, and that was an experience. Um, I got to experience a lot of cultures, and I, I lived in the Northern Territory, which is closer to like Southeast Asia, and so I was able to travel and see like the Philippines, and uh, Indonesia, and Malaysia, and China, and all of that stuff, and experience a lot of third world countries, which is really cool. Um, and it was really nice to bring back to America and like see the difference in like the way things are, and especially the school system in Australia is a lot different than it is here. Um, so that's the reason we moved back to America because my family wanted to stay, but the school, the way schools work there is um, it's a little different. It's good, but it's different and not probably the best suited for me. But um, yeah, I've lived here since uh, eighth grade, seventh grade. So yeah. My parents, my mom ran track in college at Purdue, and my dad played football in Virginia. And um, I run track and field and cross country here at Cedar Park, um, and been on varsity since uh, freshman year. So, yeah. Okay, so I was in Marble Falls at the cross country meet. That's uh, where I know yes. you from because yes, I watched you beat my kid. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. You ran really well. And then I probably saw you at the state meet too. Yeah, yeah. the state was, state was rough. Yeah. Was not the best it was not your best day for you. Yeah. You still did okay though. Yeah. What'd you yeah. get, seventh um, as a team? Oh uh, yeah, seventh as a team, but we were ranked second going in. So, okay, so yeah, you were disappointed. We were very disappointed. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, we had a Nike regionals about two, weekend, two weekends ago. Yeah, um, in the Woodlands? Yeah, in the Woodlands, yeah. and we were the second 5A team there. So wow. we had our redemption race. Okay. Ninth place overall with 5A, 6A, wow. and other states included. Wow. So. Yeah. That's impressive. Yeah, so yeah. we had a redemption race. Oh, very good. Dominic ran that one too, but he didn't. Yeah. He was he was checked out already. Checked I out. think off the state he checked <laughs> yeah, out. Yeah, no, it was. We needed that one back because that state was disappointing. Yeah, well, good. It doesn't always go your way every time, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was a, it was a gut check, but um, our team's brotherhood, so we fought back. So that's your tribe, huh? Yes, sir. Nice. Yeah. I like it. So tell me, but you guys are losing some kids, right? Oh, uh, yeah. Four we're seniors? How many? Four or five seniors. Right. Yeah, yeah. We're an old team, but um, Jack, our number one, he's a, he's junior, a junior. And yeah. our number three, uh, Bennett, is a junior. Okay. And we have two stud sophomores who are going to step up and are like, really good freshmen. So okay. the team's looking, looking like it can make some noise next year. Okay. So. Very good. Yes, sir. So now, when did you move to Australia? How old um, you? For third, after third grade, after so third grade. fourth grade all the way until I finished seventh grade there, uh -huh. and then I came back to America the January, like after second semester okay. of seventh, seventh grade. So I basically did seventh grade twice because they do year-round school in Australia. Yeah, yeah. So they start in January, go to December. Yeah. yeah That's so what they do in South Africa. Yeah. Too. So, oh, yeah. It's okay. Yeah. So, yeah, it was a cool experience. I love it. What was the, like, the biggest thing you learned from that experience? Um, that other, other places in the world are like on total different like time spectrums. Like Australia's history is like probably like a cool hundred years uh, like later than ours. Like they're going through their own, it's not as televised, but like their own civil rights with the aboriginals and like things that you wouldn't know that aboriginals have like a curfew and aren't allowed to go to bars, like public bars. Mm -hmm. and are very like discriminated against very badly in Australia and that's why my mom went out there because she worked for CPS okay. um, and so that's why they wanted her out there to help with those issues so she worked in the government in Australia so we're all permanent residents and my brother's dual citizen and I could get dual citizenship if I stay for like three more months so mm -hmm. um, but yeah that was the biggest thing just like and being able to travel like 
America, like, you would think that everywhere is, like, on the same, like, technical level and, like, we all have, like, the same understanding of, like, history, but it's really not. It's, like, we're all on different, like, it's, like, a whole, like, I went back, backwards in time almost. Like, Fascinating. Like, the technology was up to date, but just, like, the mindset is totally different, and it was different to adapt to. And I also learned that Americans are really put on a pedestal. Like, I was a superstar in Australia. <laughs> like, like, girls would be like, talk for me, just say something. Because uh, I had an American accent. You hated that, I bet. Yeah, no. Because <laughs> no, I had an American accent and just, like, um, played sports. I'm like, what's American football like? Have you been to California? Like, you live in Texas. Is everything really bigger in Texas? Like, it's like, like we live in a fantasy world and we're here and it's like, it's just, it's just America. Just normal. Yeah, it's just normal. <laughs> but yeah. So that's cool. great okay so tell me what you're gonna do next where, where are you headed to what are you um, so my current college decision is undecided but I'm being recruited to run track and field at uh, multiple universities such as Loyola Marymount and um, UCLA and North Carolina Chapel Hill so um, so I haven't decided yet but um, the decision will be coming soon so, yeah, that's yeah. excellent and I hope to major in um, business business law and uh, political science and try and get into law school after undergrad. So. Excellent. Yes, sir. Well, that's good that you got options that yes, people sir. are coming to you. And yes, sir. You. Yeah. That's a good feeling. Right? Yes, sir. It is. Yeah. Nice. Excellent. Congratulations. Yes, thank you. Um, so my backstory is not as interesting as Australia. <laughs> I was born in Utah, um, in Salt Lake City. Um, not a Mormon, but <laughs> I'm from Utah. And then I moved here when I was about five. Mm -hmm. um, my brother was about like one years old and we moved here. And then um, been here ever since. Lived in the same area. Um, pretty much just, yeah, throughout school always made a really big effort to try and, you know, be studious. Um, you know. So elementary school? Here? Went to Nauman. Nauman. Mm -hmm. Went to Cedar Park Middle School Cedar and then Middle out here. here. Um, yeah, I basically, it was really, it's interesting because now I go back to Utah pretty frequently to visit my family. Um, you know, my godmom still lives there, her family, and my grandparents live really close to Utah. Um, it's definitely interesting to see the kind of cultural difference there between, like, obviously the LDS church and how everything else is kind of incorporated. And um, I'm applying to University of Utah. A lot of my family has gone there in the past, but it's cool because it's in Salt Lake City, which is essentially the Austin equivalent of Utah. Mm -hmm. um, it's kind of a different area and kind of in contrast to the wavelength that the rest of the state is on. So that's an experience that um, would be interesting if I'm, you know, given the opportunity to go there. Um, yeah, and as far as high school, um, been involved, you know, in multiple things. I was on the dance team for, I've done competitive dance for like eight years. Um, this is my first year, actually, in my whole life that I haven't been involved in dance at all. Are you a senior? I am, yes. Okay, and okay so now there's, I want, I want you to talk mm -hmm. to me about that decision to stop doing that in your senior year. I, yeah, that was um, a surprise to a lot of people because I was in the dance program here, freshman, sophomore, and junior year, loved it. Um, you, did you dance really at the middle awesome. school too? I didn't dance on the middle school okay. team, but I did dance it throughout middle yeah. school at, yeah. um, you know, private at institutions. Private, but yeah. I think a lot of it came from me wanting to kind of create my senior year that would emulate a college experience to try to give myself a little bit of an idea of what that would be like and really just kind of solidify what I would want to do. Um, because I think in the past, dance was always a part of what I did and I enjoyed it. It's one of my passions. I always will. But it wasn't what I wanted to do and not really what I was as passionate about as political science or history, which is what I want to do. 
And I actually was, so last year, kind of what am I involved in? I'm in like Spanish club, all the different honor societies. Um, I'm an officer for two of them this year. And I was given the opportunity to go to this thing called TAMOAS, which is Texas Model of American States, um, last year through Spanish club. And it was kind of essentially like a mock United Nations, but just for the Western Hemisphere. Right. And it was interesting because I've always been passionate about Spanish, and it was cool to kind of immerse myself in that culture and really just kind of have a lens focused on the you know socioeconomic platforms that each of those perspectives bring to the table. And ironically, I got Brazil, which was the only non-Spanish-speaking country <laughs> in the Western Hemisphere. <laughs> but um, went there, and it was interesting. It was. The first time I really put myself out of my comfort zone. You went to Brazil? Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> I represented Brazil. Oh, okay. um, and it was in San Antonio, the okay. conference that we went to okay. through a Pan American Student Forum, which is kind of a um, thing that the Spanish club here goes to. It's a conference every year that we have, like, you know, that's what our dues go for. Um, fundraise to go there every year. And it was the first time, so the dance, I always, was something I was familiar with. It was something I you know, found comfort in. It was something that I could always go back on. But this was the first time that I kind of put myself in something that I didn't really know a lot about. I didn't know anybody else was doing it. And I was kind of on my own. And I accidentally won a scholarship to go to the Central Texas Model UN this year <laughs> when I did it. And I kind of was just like, yeah, it was kind of, I don't know, like something telling me, I was like, this is really what I want to do. And this is kind of the direction that I want to go in from here on out. So made the decision to not do dance this year. And I'm kind of focusing on that. Went to Central Texas Model UN down at UT um, over, I think, the first weekend of November. And it was a life-changing experience. I mean, it was so cool to see all these people just be so intense about the same thing that I am because I'm often, you know, kind of the person who annoyingly brings politics into the conversation. But just kind of be around that same environment, the same intensity, and just kind of get a taste for definitely where I want to go in my life. And so I, you know, I'm in all AP classes this year, but I get off periods now, so that's nice. <laughs> um, just kind of, yeah, like I said, emulating kind of what college is going to be like, because I think to me that's most important is preparing myself for what's coming next with also trying to still enjoy what's happening now. You know? Fascinating. So you yeah. closed one door so that another could open and yeah. you, you feel like that really worked out well for you. I do. I think that, you know, dance was something like, you know, Tyrus was saying, one thing I definitely think Cedar Park does is it creates a community with whatever you're involved in. And, you know, dance, especially with, you know, bonding over the experience we all shared over Coach D and that, you know, just really a definitive moment in my life and learning, you know, like I can be a part of something, but I also can do things myself if that makes any sense Absolutely. you know like using something as a community to take the lessons you learn from different perspectives from all these different people who have different you know it's like it's just the method of a team you know you come from these people who all bring different things to the table and then you take those and use it to empower yourself and better yourself and learn and grow and wow. so i think that's what i try to do that's amazing <laughs> great story <laughs> um, I, uh, I moved to Taiwan from Austin when I was three years old, so I, and I lived there for 10 years, and I moved back here in seventh grade. So basically my whole childhood was basically in, in Taiwan and sort of uh, having that experience, um, sort of like Tyra said, sort of experiencing other cultures. I got to uh, go to a lot of places around Taiwan, like Japan and, and China and Indonesia, and so I got to see a lot of the different um, cultures that people experience and their different hardships that they have 
within their own nations and their different conflicts. And it kind of opened my mind in that um, not everything's about like the United States. There's like a lot more happening in the world and um, not everything's centered around the United States. So that's something I've always kept in mind, especially when I moved back here. Uh, moving back here, um, I, got, I went to Cedar Park Middle School and <clears throat> experiencing a whole different culture of people who um, not only understood everything I was saying, but also people who um, have the same aspirations as me and have the same um, ideas as me is, is, was very different. And um, I feel like it took me a little bit to um, sort of start to fit in with the people around me. And uh, I found that sort of like fitting in through theater. And uh, my brothers, my three big brothers, uh, have all been in theater uh, at some point in their careers, like my Graham, my brother Graham is still um, acting in LA right now, um, and the other brothers did it in high school or, or middle school. So I've always had that um, that there in my life. But um, here's really where I got to start to dive into acting, and um, I did that through the theater program at uh, CPMS, and and then I started to um, be a part of the the choir program, and that sort of like started to get me to um, have more of like a a variety of things that I want to do in my life, and not only theater and acting. And um, moving into high school, I sort of uh, found myself wanting to do more other than uh, just the programs here. So I, uh, I signed with an acting agency, and I, I've gotten to um, uh, audition for many commercials and movies and sort of get the feel of what I want to do uh, for my career. And so I feel like with the help of the, the programs in Cedar Park Middle School and Cedar Park High School, it's helped me not only grow in within the school, but also outside in the real world, and start to feel more comfortable with with talking to adults and and uh, being in that sort of professional areas before I even go into college. So I'm very grateful for that. Um, one one thing that I like the most about um, being here and being in Cedar Park High School is that I get to be a part of programs that are highly respected and have like earned a lot of respect um, from the state of Texas. Uh, the C Cedar Park High School Choir is, um, they got to perform, we got to perform at TMEA as the Honor Choir, and I was very thankful to get that experience. And uh, through that I get to um, audition for Allstate, for Allstate uh, Solo Choir, and so there's that also competitiveness and like striving to like be better when it comes to vocal performance. Um, I'm a part of the Cedar Park CPHS News program as one of the anchors, and so that helps me with speaking in front of the camera and interviewing people. and not only interviewing people in, in front of the camera and the desk, but also allowing me to make stories and uh, tell the stories of others, other people's. And um, I think my favorite experience is um, telling the story of the celebrities and um, their hardships that they faced um, after Miss Danielson passed away. And so I am very grateful that I have had the opportunity to sort of get that um, experience when it comes to telling other people's stories. And it really, it really broadens your mind. And um, while doing uh, choir and uh, CPHS News, I'm also part of the theater program, and I'm a part of the, um, the musical that we're doing right now. And um, it's the hardest one yet that I've done because it entails me performing uh, as nine different characters. And um, it's called the A Gentleman's Guide to Love and Murder, and I'm playing the whole Dice with family, which each one dies off, but each one's a whole crazy caricature that um, is very... And, energetic and each one has like different uh, features of themselves and they have to be very different from one another so that's one of the biggest um, conflicts that I've had and the biggest uh, 
opportunities I've had here so far, and I'm very uh, excited to show that. And uh, yeah, with the with the help of everything that I've been through through uh, this program and living in Texas, I've I've had the opportunity to grow as uh, a person and grow as a performer. And uh, yeah, and right now I'm in the midst of college audition programs. I'm a part of the college audition program with the Long Center, and uh, I received a scholarship from that from the Greater Austin High School Musical Theater Awards last year. And so they're helping me with um, applying to schools and setting audition dates and staying on top of my college work while balancing the high school um, experiences. So right now I'm applying to 15 schools and I've heard back from 10 for um, passing pre-screens and setting audition dates. And so a lot's going on right now, but um, that sounds I'm thankful. Complicated. <laughs> yes, it's very complicated, but I'm very thankful that I'm a part of um, programs that allow me to be a part of other programs, that allow me to be flexible with my time. And, and um, though I give 100% in each program, I'm still thankful that uh, each one allows me to do other things and be a part of other organizations. That's so. incredible. So you're taking the, the choir and the vocal things you've learned with the theater and you're doing musical theater now, yes. and that's what you're gonna do as you go yes, ahead definitely. into college, right? Yes, and another thing that I love about, um, about learning uh, yeah, vocals and, and theater and, and combining those um, is that colleges allow you to do that too. Allow you to not only uh, work on stage and work on your vocal performance, but also there's a major where you can have all those, including uh, digital media and digital, um, or digital media and uh, as well as film acting, mm -hmm. which is all something that I want to do. I want to do all of those um, different programs and different uh, types of things. So. Um, having that in college is something that's very valuable to me. So you mentioned that you you're signed with an agent. So what's your most your your best professional moment so far that you'd like to share with us? Um, I think uh, <laughs> I think <laughs> really well. um, I was uh, casted in a Snapchat show called The Dead of Night, <laughs> and uh, I think the, what is the a Snapchat show? A Snapchat show is um, it was sort of it's sort of like. Mm. It's with the news like programs, but there's also like different like entertainment. It's on, on Snapchat. It's on Snapchat. Yeah, it's on Snapchat. And oh, so, so it's like an original <laughs> Snapchat yes. show. So we filmed yes. it. In, groundbreaking. Yeah, groundbreaking. Yes. Yes. We filmed it in, in June, uh, and I was in San Marcos at this bar at 4 a.m. And they, I was just like staying up trying to keep awake, and then they called me on the set, and um, the filming only took about 30 minutes, and then I didn't like back from them after that. I didn't know when it was going to come out. And then uh, one of my friends uh, DM'd me on Snapchat, sending me it, like, is this you? This is you. <laughs> so they didn't even really, tell you. It was crazy. So, um, and then I started to hear back from my friends in Taiwan, and they were seeing it too. So it was like really wow, cool to, to know cool. that there are people like around the world seeing that. And so that's what I'm really thankful about. And the, it was very uh, nerve-wracking filming it, because the director went up to me before, and he was like, so guys, just to keep in mind, uh, 150 million people use Snapchat on a daily basis. No pressure. You can see I'm a little like uh, tense in the shot when I'm doing it. But yeah, that's one of the best moments I've had so far. That's pretty cool. You see now, I didn't even know they did things like Snapchat shows. And just yeah. said, they do all types of things, yeah. 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 Okay, so now one thing I wanted to comment on is I came to the 
festival of choirs that wasn't called that. What was it called? Uh, TMEA? No, not TMEA. When you did it here in the in the auditorium. Oh, it you, was all all six district right. high school choirs came together in some sort of the middle of like schools. A, a showcase. Showcase the choir showcase, right? But the thing that struck me about that was that after every choir was done, all the kids in the audience would like leap out of their chairs and cheer for for the other schools, and that yes. spoke a lot to the culture we have in the district. So. Is that yes. what you've experienced? It's it's very rare to have a, a district that's so supportive of one, supportive of one another, especially with programs that are that can be very competitive at times. Everyone like always supports each other and always admires each other, and that's something that's very rare and something that I'm very thankful to have. Do you um, guys know each other across the schools, or do you? Yeah, is it I'm, just like a thing? I mean, yeah, there's uh, a lot of like people know each other um, from different schools based off of like the competitions we've had and like UIL has allowed us to like talk to other people and being a part of other organizations outside of school has allowed us to uh, get to know people around the district and so that sort of creates a big bond between people and it sort of uh, just just grows into a big um, family of like supporting each other in a way. Yeah, that's very cool. Would you guys like to share like what's your best thing about Cedar Park High School? Um, I think the just like opportunity to grow is like it's such an emphasized ability here for so many of the students is like the partnership between student and teacher like there's such an opportunity for you to follow whatever you're passionate about whether that's you know something in the arts something in athletics or just academics or a mixture of the three I think whatever you want to do there's the resources the people and the means for you to make it happen regardless and I think also something that's unique about our district is the wide breadth of socioeconomic backgrounds that it covers and regardless of that everyone has the same toolbox you know to construct an academic experience that is beneficial to them and i think that that speaks volumes of the kind of narrative that we've established not only for the district but this school specifically you know there's so many people who whatever you're passionate about whatever you love to do there's something there you know for you to do it and if not you can create a club and you know emphasize it i mean there's like all sorts of stuff that i didn't even know existed until you know i peeked outside of the dance gym that like i was like oh my gosh there's all the different things that i can <laughs> do another world exactly there. it really is and you know like the i dance thing that we had mm -hmm. it's like you know, kind of a similar thing where all the different schools come together and it's a district-wide showcase. Yeah, I saw that too. Yeah, such a community thing. And, you know, I connected to so many different people from so many different schools. And it's just, it's insane the amount of opportunities that there are. And also just kind of that effort that the district acknowledges that, you know, there is that difference and that everyone is able to achieve the same level of excellence because everyone has the ability to do so. So that's a very unique thing that I'm very thankful for and thankful for the opportunity to benefit from that. So can you comment maybe on, on what you think it is that allows that to happen that way? I think it's the awareness and I think it's the connection. I think that especially in a position as a high school student, you're experiencing so many different revelations about what you want to do, where you want to go, what you want to focus on. Um, and just that awareness, I think, of all the people who work here, all the people who I've had the pleasure of, you know, like working alongside, just student and faculty alike, are, they encourage you to not be afraid of that questioning and they encourage you to indulge it and try as many things as possible because, you know, life isn't about, you know, just picking one horse and riding it. You know, it's about deciding what you want to do and trying all these different things. And I think 
the encouragement of that is what spurs you know the opportunities that I was talking about earlier and just that I know that everyone and we've all benefited from enormously um, you know and yeah it's just a really it's a really cool thing especially like to see all the people you know that I've known grow into these really amazing accomplished individuals and follow what they're passionate about you know seeing these guys from freshman year yeah. <laughs> grow into what they are and it's it's just it's really cool to see like again that kind of community it's just everyone is so um, excited for everyone else and the sense of competition although it's there as it is with any high school um, and it's just pressure that exists you know the further we evolve into a society that places emphasis on higher education and on standardized testing and all of those things that are maybe the kind of dark underbelly of modern education but I think in spite of all that what I really admire is Cedar Park's ability and Leander as a whole to kind of counteract that with just an encouraged sense of environment and connection I think yeah for me I would say uh, coming from an athlete's perspective the long history of a winning culture but not only just in sports but in academics as well like just to be like be able to go to Dallas or somewhere and someone see me wearing a Letterman jacket and like oh you go to Cedar Park I'm like yes they're like oh yeah this football team is really good and your basketball team and all of this like yeah like people know who we are and it's really it's a really cool feeling like we're just it's like we're so much bigger than just like a high school like we're known like like even um I go to a recruit I went to a recruiting uh camp in, at Stanford um last summer and one of the coaches was like what high school you go to and I was like Cedar Park and like in the early 2000s Cedar Park was one of the best like cross-country schools in the country mm -hmm. with one of the best coaches and he was like Cedar Park oh is the old coach there and I was like no he's not here anymore but like the fact that he knew where I'm from and mm -hmm. knows this high school and he is a coach that coaches in Northern California, has no connection to Texas. It's just something that's really cool and it's like, it's like, it's a culture like it's coming like, it starts in the middle school, it starts in the elementary school. Like my brother, he plays football for the CPYFL, Cedar Park um, football, football team and it starts so young and it's like, it's like you're already a Timberwolf before you even step foot on this campus, like just living in this just living in this community makes you like something, it like puts you on a pedestal, it makes you feel like you are part of something greater than just like, oh, just any school. Like it's a very good sense of school pride and like you're happy to say you're from a school that has one of the best academic like grading testing, one of the best football teams, one of the best cross country teams, one of the best basketball teams, one of the best dance, oh, even choir and band. Like our band team has won state like five years in a row or something <laughs> like that. Like it's just like, Things that are unheard of out like any other school, like even other schools in our district, we do, and it's just really cool to be a part of that. And it's really, it's really makes me. I'm very thankful to be able to go to high school and be able to say, yeah, we're the best. That's <laughs> amazing. So, tell me about the if there's a flip side to that. So, achieving at this level in everything, right, and this culture of winning and those things, does it have a, a negative side to it? Is there a a certain amount of stress or pressure that you feel? Uh, yeah, it gets to a level, and I think that's what um, personally hurt us at State is the pressure probably got to us. And it is, it is some, it's a, it's a bittersweet thing. Like it can, pressure can really help you and pressure can really hurt you. And it's just how you cope with it. But like how Carolyn is saying, um, our school has the resources to help with that, the counselors, the friendships, the family, um, where other schools like, other schools that I know of and like where their family family bond is not as close, the pressure is even worse onto a single person because you don't have someone you can turn to and talk to. Mm -hmm. Whereas here, yes, there is pressure to be very uh, 
very good in your academics or very good in your sports, but there's always people you can turn to. There's that family connection, which I feel like, I know the pressure's still there, but I feel like it takes, takes the ease off of it a little bit and it really helps with that, so. Yeah, I think that it's been interesting to kind of witness as we've grown up, you know, starting from even when we started in middle school, just the complete shift culturally of the emphasis on so it's all about the numbers, you know? And that's been, I mean, I've been, you know, almost like comically obsessed with my academics pretty much my entire school career. But um, navigating that stress between, you know, worrying about the future versus being excited for it is something that I've personally struggled with navigating. And also I know, you know, many people, and that's also just kind of dealing with, like I said earlier, the kind of dark underbelly that comes with achieving at such a high level is the maintenance of it. You know, there's always work behind that. You know, there's practices, there's rehearsals, there's studying, there's, you know, you have to do it to be able to achieve consistently at that level. And whether it be that you need to seek help within this campus or outside of it, um, it does exist. And I think that that's the main thing to remember. And, you know, even just witnessing, like, if I could go back and tell my freshman self some of the things, you know, just, like, calm down. <laughs> um, okay. I wish I could because, I mean, just that pressure is instilled from you from day one. It's almost like the clock is ticking, kind of. Like, what do you want to do? Where do you want to go? And I think that that's initially what a lot of people's reaction was. And where I go, that's the energy I feel to a lot. Um, over the summer, I went to a camp, Girls State, where it's a lot of girls who just kind of are interested in the you know, municipal, state, and national level of politics. And so many of them, the first thing that they would ask me is like, oh, you go to you know, Cedar Park, okay, awesome. Like, what's your rank? Like, that was just like what everyone was using yeah, to true. figure out like what, who you were. Wow. And, it's almost this kind of comparison anxiety that robs you from the joy of your own accomplishments. And fortunately, you know, we all can say we have a pretty detailed track record of, you know, going to the school and reaping from the benefits of those programs. But it almost becomes exhaustive when you're held to that standard and it's the only defining measure of your success, which, you know, that kind of voids all the work that you used to get there. And so I think that the only thing that is, you know, that kind of maintenance is, it's not all it's cracked up to be. But then again, the resources exist for you to seek help and the friendships and the bonds and, you know, those late nights staying up studying were worth it now, but, you know, doing it is sucky if <laughs> you don't want to. But, um, you know, the community here really kind of helps counteract that. And one thing that I really enjoyed is the focus equal parts on community and personal empowerment is you know that idea of being a timber wolf is definitely something that's larger than yourself but it's also the thing that this is cheesy but like the thing that i always think of is like the leader of the pack it's like it's something where it's like what is that it's like leader of the pack, pack is a wolf and the wolf, wolf is, is i don't know it's something where it's like yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> it's basically like basically like you know you can't do everything yourself but it's also important to like realize what you're abilities are. It's like, it's important to be involved in a team and it's important to involve yourself in things and measure your value with yourself. And so, you know, that's definitely one thing that throughout my high school career I've gained kind of some insight on and not holding myself personally accountable for everything all the time, but also allowing myself to gain some insight on my personal abilities and where I want to go and what I want to do and, you know, kind of balancing those two things. Um, I think for me, uh, sort of, um, the talent of the school is enormous, and there's there's so much, um, so much joy in, in performing. And I feel like the the limit that we only have is is funding itself. 
um, comparing ourselves to other schools um, financially through um, like through fine arts is is very uh, alarming. Um, being a part of the Greater Austin High School Musical Theater Awards, I've had the opportunity to see the amount of um, the amount of success that schools have gotten uh, from their funding, and um, their sets are beautiful, and their costumes are beautiful, and their orchestra is incredible, and so there, there's a sort of uh, limit that's placed on um, our success um, itself, and um, I feel like the the greatest part about Cedar Park is that we all have that um, striving to to be great and to be. Um, Amazing, no matter what you have and the limits that are placed on your program, and uh, I think the only the only hard part about that is trying to cope with that um, inability to use money <laughs> and uh, get a lot of the the things out of it that uh, other schools have. And um, one one of the hardest things is uh, talking to my friends who go to McCallum, for example, a fine arts school that um, uses like a hundred thousand dollars on one. Uh, one show itself and you go there and it seems like it's Broadway level sets and um, they ask you about your school and then they they place all these uh, limits on it um, but in reality our school is the best when it comes to like talent and um, being proud about our school and mm -hmm. so yeah that's our only limit that I really can see uh, in the fine arts programs. Very cool. So we're going to wrap up but I want you to leave us with one the most important burning thought that you have in your head right now? <laughs> um, the most important uh, for me is living the moment. Um, that is something one, a coach taught me when I was kind of struggling my sophomore year. Um, thinking too much about the outcome can lead you to fall short of your goals. And so, for like when you connect it to running, think about what's going on right now within the race, not at the finish line. Think about your breathing. Think about your form. Think about, okay, there's a person right there, or someone's right next to me. Um, when you focus too much on things you can't see, it blurs your vision. But if you focus on what you can see, then, I mean, our graduating class is 2020, so 2020 vision. <laughs> I love it. That's so awesome. <laughs> we do have the best year. I'm going to say that. I think my thing is definitely just like to keep encouraging you to emphasize the connection with students is because I think that a lot of what's been the limitation is you know whether it be funding or you know programs or opportunities is just kind of that lack of you know numbers don't really mean anything if you don't know where they're coming from and if you don't understand what they represent and you know, numbers aren't everything, there's also the potential that those numbers have to grow and to adapt and change. And so I think the fact that you're here is so encouraging just to me as a student to know that, you know, this transition is signaling such a bright future in this district and just like the more potential that we have because connection is going to just empower students from all across the district and just from even such a young age now. I see just like the aspirations in these young kids. You know, when we go to volunteer at the elementary schools or, you know, go with societies outside in the community, it's like it, there's really no limit on what these kids can do and what we can do and where we can go. And the more that that's emphasized and the more that that's indulged, I really think that, you know, the limitations will melt away. And I think that as long as that's, you know, the student experience is emphasized, I think that it's really 
it's just imperative, I think, to the success on the individual school level and the district as a whole. So I do keep encourage. I would encourage you to keep doing that because it's it's really encouraging and it's hopeful for me to leave this place, you know, in a better state than when I found it. Yes, I agree. I, I think that listening to the stories of others is always a great idea, and uh, keeping that in mind wherever you go um, is something that should be kept with you and that's something that should be kept in mind no matter who you're talking to. Um, because Leander ISD is enormous and there's lots of students with different conflicts that they're facing, not only in their programs but individually. And so having that understanding of there's a lot of problems that are always happening within the district. There's never going to be a time where everything is perfect um, is something that's very valuable to have. And I'm very thankful that I'm a part of a district that is very open to that and knowing that there are a lot of um, faults and, and things that are that are wrong with uh, different programs and different um, things. But there's also a lot of accomplishments uh, out of Lane ISD, which is something to be very proud of. So that's what I'm thankful for. Yes. Thank you so much, guys. I really appreciated that. That concludes the sixth episode of the Leander ISD Student Voice Podcast. That was Cedar Park High School, and just wow. Um, please subscribe, rate, and review us wherever you listen to podcasts. You can see more episodes of the Student Voice Podcast, including videos on our website, news.leanderisd.org. Get right to it at slash student voice, and we're so excited. Next, we'll be in the Leander High School feeder pattern to visit with three schools. We also have some special episodes from a couple other side schools where I'll get a chance to interview some students. Until next time, thank you for listening, thank you for enjoying, and thank you for supporting Student Voice.